Welcome back. It's Nick from 50 Campfires, and this is the episode of The Daily Outdoor that was recorded on Thursday, April 5th, 2018. Clint was left alone in the studio, and he put together a show that's pretty interesting. He goes through the most common camping questions that people ask Google, based on kind of the auto-suggest function there on Google. Goes through and answers them one by one. Enjoy. Ho! Hello! Welcome to the Daily Outdoor. How's it going? Clint from 50 Campfires here. I am running a solo show today. Actually, not totally true. It's not totally a solo show. I am, as always, in the studio with beautiful, amazing cameraman, Jeff. Uh, hello. Good morning. Or you, know what, you know what I realized just now in saying that, that I could use any any description of you at all. You sure could. I could be like, he's... Cameraman Jeff is 6'6", 240, just solid as a rock. Sounds about right. <laughs> no one has any idea. They don't know. They don't know uh, anything about Cameraman Jeff. Paint the picture, if you will. Today, 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 today on The Daily Outdoor, we are going to be talking about, actually, I'm going to be talking, well, Cameraman Jeff will be talking too. But uh, hopefully you will be talking a little bit as well with your keyboard. You can uh, comment or ask questions or present clarifiers or whatever you might, uh, whatever your response might be to these. So some of you guys might know that there are various programs online that allow you to see the most common things that people are searching for in Google. Uh, Sandy, what's going on? Glad to see you. Uh, we have a pretty interesting show today, I think. So, Sandy, uh, I'm sure you've been using Google before where you type something in and there's a thing called auto-suggest. So if you type in, in fact, this is kind of fun to do just uh, on your own and you don't and you have some time to burn. If you type in, um, what is the craziest and stop, you're going to get a whole lot of really crazy responses or things that people are actually looking for and searching for. And that can be pretty entertaining. And so there's a particular app that we use, that I use, to try and figure out different things to write about on the site and stuff. And it shows you a lot of questions that people are asking. Google, the Google, the Googs, Larry Page. Larry Page probably isn't answering them directly, though. I don't think so. Trying to get, what well, Amber, what's happening from East? How's it going to East Tennessee, Amber? Uh, I, I'm curious about Grandpa Terry's in the house. I, I think it's I nice think, there. Yeah, I think both for Grandpa Terry and Amber, it's a lot warmer than what we have, which is about 30 degrees. Woke up to about 15 degrees this morning. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Welcome to the show, you guys. We are talking about uh, common questions that people ask about camping in Google. I'm going to run through 10 that I pulled that I think are interesting. Some of them are uh, a little bit more philosoph philosophical, philosophizing. And some of them are more related to gear. Joe, what's going on? Man, we got all the regular players in the house today. I'm feeling it. I am in the 70s, Grandpa Terry. Man, that's it. That's, that's it. Go take your warm weather and go home now. I'm running the show solo today, you guys, because Nick is at 54 for Amber. That's also pretty nice. Nick is at his 15th annual Twins opener. Oh, that's where he is. 15th what a beautiful day Twins for a ball game. Opener. And it, it actually made national news this morning. 
um, all of the snow removal that they're doing at our new outdoor stadium. Well, not no, a couple years in, right, Jeff? Three, oh, yeah. Three yeah. years in, something mm -hmm. like that? Three, Target Field. Gorgeous facility. I'm sure you've seen Beautiful. the game there. Been there. Yeah. Did you like it? Well, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so let's dive right into it this. It also was warmer. <laughs> yes, it was warmer when you went. Yeah, I went with my parents last summer, and it was uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, in fact, last summer we went to that game where it went into like 13 innings, and, and then they won with a uh, with a homer. That's always and it fun. Was amazing. So if you, Dusty, Dusty says this is a much better time of day. All right. Okay. Excellent. Good well, Dusty, I want you to chime in and comment on all of these. Uh, some of them do have cut and dry answers. Some of them don't. Some of them are just what Clint thinks uh, based on the times that he's ran around in the woods since he was a wee lad. So first question that people often Google, some of them are just kind of funny, that, uh, that people will uh, type into Google, why is camping good for your health? So I, I think why. about this, I, like every time I, I look at these, I think about the person that's like at home and their computer's in front of them and they're like, hmm, I'm, I'm wondering something. Why is camping good for your health? So uh, I personally think it's good for a lot of reasons. And they're also, ah, uh, Brett's in the house. What's up, Brett? Uh, there are a couple reasons that I think it's good for your health. Some of them are well documented. Uh, there is one article that came out last year that was really interesting that got a fair amount of press that showed that if you camp for uh, sleep outside for 10 nights, you can completely reset your circadian rhythm and your sleep schedule to what it should be. Uh, a lot of people can't just go sleep for 10 days outside and wake up with the sun and get the fresh air and all those benefits. But the study also found that a three-night camping trip Gets, gets you almost all the way there, 70%-ish there. So a couple nights, letting yourself wake up with the sun and sleeping with the fresh air, that's very good for your health. Well, hey, we just did that. Grandpa Terry says it charges your batteries. And Joseph Co Joe Kosick, it is a stress reliever. It's a huge stress reliever, Joe. Uh, in I think there are a lot of reasons for that. For me, I think the unplugging is very important. Unplug from everything digital. When we do these field trips, it's funny, cameraman Jeff, I don't realize it until I get back and flip the TV on where I'm go, oh, I haven't watched television in a week. Yeah. When we're on, we're on the road, we're so busy that we, you know, I don't even realize it. And, uh, and we're yeah, so busy disconnect. doing it. Yeah, you completely disconnect. I'm not spending time on really any social networks or anything like that. And so, yeah, and, and uh, Grandpa Terrier, it totally, it totally recharges your batteries, agree, 100%. I think there are all sorts of other benefits that happen when you go camping. I think that when you, uh, I think you're forced to do a lot of problem solving when you camp. You have less resources at hand. Um, Darcy, the silence is a, this a little bit poetic, Darcy. The silence is a balm for my stress. Silence balm. Hmm. They you better that? patent that. You can sell that. Yeah. I'd, I'd buy silence balm. Chapstick's got I'm into got it. That already. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go into question number two. Hit me. Someone types in, why camping is the worst. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> so this is something that people type into Google on the regular. Ah, Lasota, what's up, my man? That people take in, type into Google on the regular, why camping is the worst. Uh, and I'm wondering if this is people that are uh, trying to see if they want to go camping. 
Jim or Gaffigan's maybe they had got a, a whole bit on that. He, uh, Jim Gaffigan's bit's amazing. Or they had like a bad experience camping. But I will take a crack at that and say that um, people that think that you, my first guess right out of the gate is going to be that you got rained on at some point. Uh, 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 Lesota, I Manhattan is a balm for stress too. I would agree with that, Todd. I'd agree with that. Uh, I'm not adverse sure. to a Manhattan at the campsite after all the work's done and we're done driving all over the place. Um, I would say that uh, why is camping the worst? I would say, I actually just jotted these down. Uh, I'd say you got rained on. You probably didn't spend enough time exploring the whole park. If you just sat at your campsite the whole time, not going to have the best time. And I'd also say that you didn't bring delicious food if you just throw a ton of hot dogs in a cooler and head out. Mm. There are all sorts of things that you can do to make your camping And you didn't experience. have a campfire. And you didn't have a campfire. Ooh, that weighs out a lot of the other things. I think if yeah. you just have hot dogs and a nice campfire. Sounds awesome. I think it's going to be pretty good. And maybe you didn't bring enough beer, but that's just me. I understand that some people just like a Diet Coke at the campsite. Good for you. That's great. Whatever you like. Um, I like to unwind uh, a little bit more than that. Okay, let's go to, uh, here we go. This is an interesting one. What is it? Why is camping so expensive? Ooh, that's a good question. Also, why is the font so, so small on this? I'm curious about that. But that's neither here nor there. Why is camping so expensive? Another question that people are typing into Google on the regular. Oh, I'm going to back up a little bit here. Uh, we got two other ones for why camping's the worst. Joe says, too short of a trip. That's true. That's true. Um, often, Joe, the experience that I have when I go camping, if I'm at a beautiful site, I'm busy with my friends, we're running around doing so much, and then some, for some reason on Sunday when everyone's leaving, my wife and I are like, I just want to stay. Now is when I want to stay. All the people are leaving, all the hard partying, the crazy people are leaving. That's generally when I, I find myself wanting to stay. And Bill, uh, Outdoor Bill says... If my wife is to have a good time camping, I have to guarantee three things. No cold, no wet, no dirty. Super true. That's a, that's a that's way a to make idea. any yeah. wife really happy at the campsite. I think that's absolutely true. Or in uh, your own home. And what's that? Or in your own home. Yeah. <laughs> true. Those are also words of wisdom for the home outdoor, Bill. So uh, number three, why is camping so expensive? So... This is something that I see all the time on Reddit or other places. Someone will post a picture and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I like, you have your $2,000 worth of gear to get outside or whatever. Um, camping can be nearly free. I know this because I started camping when I was in college. I mean, I started camping when I was a little kid with my parents, but I started camping on my own. I was in college when I had no money at all. And if you think about it, you have everything in your home already to go camping. You pretty much just need to get a tent. You need to sleep in something to keep the rain off of your head. But really, you can get by with just that. You already have blankets. You already have a pillow. You already have bowls in your cupboard. You already have silverware. You can wrap up a knife safely in a towel and put a rubber band around it so you have a knife for the campsite. All these things you already own. We talk about gear a lot uh, on the on 50 campfires and some of the gear we talk about is very expensive that's true that gear the people that we're talking to uh, in regards to that gear are people that have been camping for years and years and years and they want a better camping experience they want lighter gear they want to keep all their camping gear in a bin in their garage 
and not have to dig it all out of the house when they go. I mean, there are a lot of reasons that people buy camping gear uh, across the entire range of price, but camping does not have to be expensive at all. You can buy a super cheapo tent at any big box store. You, if you get four to six person tents for a hundred bucks now, even less. And if you just wanna get out there and try it, you don't have to spend hardly any money at all. Do that, uh, grab some of your favorite beverages and some hot dogs, or do what I even did in college. Uh, and when I say you have everything in your house to go camping, I'm talking like right down to the beer and the food. I would clean out my fridge and go camping. I would pull some the rest, whatever I'd left for lunch meat out, I would grab whatever I'd left for bread uh, right out of the refrigerator, grab some beer out of the pantry and just head out with just a tent, a couple buddies, have an awesome weekend. Camping does not have to be expensive. Uh, Joe says, state parks that offer camping are the cheapest. That's generally true. I would say that's true. If you, if you're gonna, if you wanna have a couple of amenities and stay in a campground, which is usually nice to have. I like to take a shower when I get up when I'm camping. Amber says people want the luxury they have at home. And that's where some of the money comes in. And we start buying like expensive ultralight cots and things like that. Sure then camping can get very expensive. Number four question that people are typing into Google. Can camping stoves be used indoors? <gasps> yes, absolutely they can because camping stoves are just, uh, are just propane, okay? So I'm sure you've been to a house where there's a propane stove in the kitchen. Uh, houses are generally you know, very large indoor spaces plenty of air circulation. There's absolutely no reason that you couldn't use your camping stove inside if you wanted to do that. If for some reason you were in a, a smaller space, a really small home, if you wanna be safe, crack the window a little bit and you should be good to go. But any larger, any larger home is gonna have a stove. So I'm not sure why you would be using your, maybe you wanna test it out. Maybe you bought it in the winter and you wanna test it out. Uh, flashback to the last question, uh, campy outdoor bill. Uh, as far as paying for a place to stay, there's a whole camping culture out there called boondocking, which reveals places you can camp with facilities like bathrooms, showers, etc., for free. Florida has lots of boondocking and outdoor bills right on the money with this. If you just go into Google and type in boondocking, you're gonna find all sorts of communities. There's a big boondocking community on Reddit that's very helpful. So uh, he's, he's right on the money there with uh, all sorts of options where, where it's even cheaper. Okay, question number five. Five, right? Right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Can camping propane tanks be refilled? They're talking about those little one pound tanks. Yes. They can be refilled, and there, uh, I should have grabbed the link for this, but I didn't, you guys, I apologize. It's easy to find. Uh, there's a little tiny piece that's about eight bucks that you can get on Amazon. And it, so if you just go to propane one pound refill, type that in Amazon, it'll pop right up. Uh, yeah, you can, you, can, you can go to your barbecue grill in your backyard, assuming the tank's full, Put this little nozzle on, screw in your little one pound, and it's going to fill that right up for you. It doesn't happen immediately. It takes a little bit, but you can reuse those. And I think that's awesome and helpful and efficient because they're small. It's not so easy to lug around a 35-pound um, a tank, is it? All right, moving on. Number six. 
Can camping tents be washed? This is a pretty common question. But before I answer this question, I will say, and uh, camera Jeff will agree, that if you have a ground cloth or a ground tarp, and if you're sweeping your tent out and you are just sort of being careful with shoes in the tent, things like that, your tent, yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go even sometimes two field trips in the tent still. I bring it home and I set it up in the backyard and I don't really do much of anything to it because it looks fine. It, it, stays, it stays pretty clean. It's pretty easy to, um, it's pretty, yes, yes, Bill Miller's talking about, uh, yep, you can fill up your small ones off of a 20 pounder. That's true. Um, it just has to be relatively, it has to be closer to full and it works a lot better. Drying your tent though, that's a big Drying one. your tent, yeah, so a couple of things here. So, so, so you can, it's easy to keep your tent clean, keep your shoes outside, things like that. But you can wash your tent with a sponge or something like that. Um, never, 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 ever put your tent in a washing machine. Do not do that. Uh, that is, <clears throat> it's far too harsh, and the cycle of your washing machine is going to put way, way too much stress on the seams in your tent, and you never, ever want to do that. Amber says, we sweep ours out, then yes, we do it after every trip. So what you're going to want to do is, when you get home, set your tent back up and grab a, just like a washcloth is fine, or a sponge or something like that, and some very mild soap. Um, Outdoor Bill has a good point as well that Nick Wax makes a couple uh, products that are specifically for outdoor gear, and I think they have some that are specifically for tents. And really, you're not, you're not, don't wash the whole thing. You're kind of just kind of spot washing it. So, and that's probably going to be just on the floor. I don't know if I've ever, ever in my whole life, like washed tent walls. Uh, just the floor. They don't get dirty. It's not really a thing. But the other thing, uh, yeah, Joe's right that washing it would hurt their protective coating. Um, the other thing is that it never, 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 never pack your tent wet. Not even, I mean, not if you have to do it overnight, maybe on the way home, but the very next day you have to get it out of there. Even if, let's say you get home and it's raining and you can't set the tent up yet, but your tent's wet from the camping trip you did, go down to the basement or go in the garage, but it has to come out of... Um, the carrying case, carrying pouch, case, pouch, pouch, sure. bag, tent bag, <laughs> it's a tent too. bag, and, uh, and you're going to have to hang it up. It, you, it has to absolutely get dried out. Super, super important. Number seven. I think this one's funny. Uh, not like, ha ha, you're going to die laughing funny, but someone that goes to their computer and types in, who invented camping? <laughs> I did that yesterday. <laughs> you did. Jeff needed to know that yesterday. I just think this is a funny question. I think it's funny uh, thinking of someone at home wondering this. And I suppose it's a good question. Like, some, someone's like, okay, well, so Maybe we, somebody thinks someone's to attributed live... <laughs> to... Right, right, right. John Campmore is the first guy who created I like his a... last name. <laughs> you know, I, I picture the person like, let's see, we used to live in caves. And then when did we start tenting? Like... Yeah, so here's, here's the way I, I personally understand the answer to that question is who invented camping? Um, the Industrial Revolution invented camping. Uh, rather, the Industrial Revolution allowed for 
the leisure time for people to start doing activities uh, where they had they had all these time. Uh, so that's right around you get late 1800s, early 1900s. Prior to that, work was so time intensive that your average person was working 12 hours a day, and you just didn't you, you didn't really end at four or five and like, oh, what should we do this evening? That wasn't really how life was. And then as the Industrial Revolution started to take hold and machines started to make work more efficient, all of a sudden you had people who had a little bit more free time. And so then if you start to look and read up on this a little bit, you start to have people that are taking drives out into the countryside and they're doing a little bit of picnicking and this starts to take off a little bit. And it looks, to me, some of the pictures look god awful because it's like when they were wearing like full wool everything suits and it's like dry. Like that doesn't look all what, that. What's funny is, you know, in the 50s, uh, an air conditioning hadn't been invented. Ugh. People would go and uh, sleep out near the lake in large, yeah. large groups, like the whole city. That's what we were talking cooler. about when we were in Louisiana. It, yeah. It, it, there's lots of pictures of that. It's pretty interesting. Just like hundreds of people by yes. the water because it's better. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense though, right? Sure. Why not? So people have extra time and they start to they start to go picnicking. And then people start to think like, oh, we could sleep overnight. Well, we got to sleep in something. And you and what's funny, what's really interesting to me is that you start to see that's when the actually the first rooftop tents started to happen. So if you type in vintage camping in Google, you'll actually see rooftop tents that look very, very similar to the super hip ones that everyone's using on Instagram today. Same thing right on top of your car. It either pops straight up or it folds up. It's really the only two ways that it's going to go. And these pictures are 100 years old. So it's pretty interesting uh, that a lot of those things actually happened that long ago. That's my answer for when, for who invented camping. Uh, if anyone has any other thought on that, I would love to hear it because I think that's an interesting question. All right, we're getting close to the end, y'all. Uh, number eight, what camping gear can I fly with? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> you know who's an uh, expert on that? That would be Nick and I and camera Jeff and camera Kylie. The, uh, we that's what we've been doing for the last uh, year and a half ish, something like that, or longer. This last trip, yeah, it's longer than that. But this last field trip we did was our sixth, I think, field trip, flying and camping. And the answer to the question, "What camping gear can I fly with?" is everything. You can fly with every single thing that you want. Um, uh, just a quick tip on that: it it as long as you're booking out a little bit. It's going to help you a lot if you, uh, Jana Rui. Jana, can you fly with a stove? If you guys don't know, that's what kayak Jana sounds like. I just want to let that cat out of the bag. Can you fly with a stove? Yes, you can. In fact, you can actually check a stove, which, I, that, did that surprise you, camera, Jeff? A I, little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, uh jenna uh and jenna says i heard you can't fly with a stove that has had white gas in it i think that's true but nick checked a full-on two burner camp chef propane oh, stove right. on the sure plane did. at one time i thought i mean i was waiting for the undercover marshal to uh you know maybe apprehend him on the plane that didn't happen uh, so apparently that's fine if it's a propane stove he obviously didn't have any propane tanks with him and you cannot fly oh yeah bill Bill's right. 
I, I take that back. You cannot fly with propane tanks. You can't even check propane tanks. We always buy those wherever we We always at. buy those when we land. Okay, so um, I stand corrected. After Bill, that's a very good. Teach you to be an that is a very excellent good packer. What's that? It teaches you to be an excellent oh, packer. Oh man, does it ever! So the point I was going to make is, um, it pays to. And if you're just popping up, we're talking about camping. We're answering the question of what camping gear can I fly with. It pays to take a hard look at Southwest Airlines because you can fly. You can check two bags for free. So if you are going to fly in camp. Make sure, uh, let's say you're going to do Delta, you need to go onto their website, uh, check how much it's going to cost you to check the first bag and the second bag. It's probably going to be $35 and $25, and then you're up to... Unless you have a Delta card. Unless you have a Delta card. But do the research and figure out how much, and that's one way. So you might be into extra uh, bag fees both ways for $150 to $200. Depends on what airline you're going to be on. Always better to have more bags than heavier bags, too. I would agree with that as well. So we fly with a big, also, Bill, okay, we got Bill Miller here. Uh, also, <clears throat> don't put a pressurized butane lighter in your bags. They didn't, they don't like that. They don't like that. So uh, in terms of flying and camping, like I said, we fly with a, we check a big eight-man tent. All of us sleep on ultralight cots and um, air mattresses. Uh, because we're, we're on the ground for an entire week and you got to sleep well. So we bring a lot of gear when we fly in camp. So yeah, so no to the propane tanks, but yes, to pretty much everything else, make sure you put all of your camping knives in your checked luggage. You, didn't, you haven't learned that yet. I haven't learned that yet. I think I'm yet to do a field trip where I didn't get nabbed with one uh, coming back because we, we, we have knife sponsors and um, I just got nabbed with another one on the way back. Not cool. But they were cool about it. And if they weren't, I was going to be like, let me, let me, I'll show you on the phone. Like, I'll show you or the videos. Like, I'm this guy. That's what we do is camp. Um, and another question. The last question. The last, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Number nine. Number nine. Second to last question. Oh, two questions left. Thanks for hanging in there, y'all. Are camping gas heaters safe? This is a this is a hotly debated topic online in camping forums on Facebook and elsewhere. I I will say on this matter I will just express my personal opinions about it. <laughs> Bill Miller is talking about the big knife I took on this last trip. Um, I managed to put that in my checked luggage. Bill, he's talking about the big the new Kershaw camp knife, which I highly recommend you check out. Um, it's pretty amazing. I liked it. I loved it for uh, batoning wood. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, oops. I have to... So hold on one second, everybody. Quick difficulty. Okay, there we go. There we go. Uh, the, sometimes Mac will switch to a different work screen. That doesn't That's what good. happened. But we're still going. Oh, we're still rocking. Good. My bad. So, are camping heaters safe? Um, theoretically, yes. Uh, you will have some people that say that as long as you ventilate your tent correctly, there's even a couple heaters. I think Coleman makes one where it says uh, it creates heat without using a flame. 
I think there's one called a Coleman black cat that some people swear by. They say it's very safe. Um, that, that said, you know, and they, and they have, <clears throat> I used to have a Mr. Buddy heater that I would use when I, when I would, um, for all sorts of different things, but mostly when I was doing van camping and things like that, where it, it shuts off. If you tip it over, it's supposed to shut off because it has a low oxygen sensor. So there are a lot of brands that have all these fail safes in place. That said, when I go camping, uh, if I'm with two, three, four people, a lot of times people are looking to me because I'm like the camping guy in our group of friends, uh, partly because of I love it and partly because of what I do for, as a job. And so I'm bringing the gear and I'm bringing the tent and all these other things. As a result of that, I feel uh, very uh, responsible for everybody that I'm camping with. I'm always starting the fire because I like to start fires. I'm working on, um, I'm working on the meal and all these other things. And I feel responsible for everybody's safety on a camping trip like that. And that, because I feel that so strongly, I would never ever personally sleep through the night with people that I brought camping in a tent with a gas heater. I would never do it. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, every single, every year. And we've talked about this on the show as well. We generally talk about it. We start talking about it a little bit more as we move into fall. Um, you will see every fall, if you follow certain places in the news, um, two people die. Family dies. One person dies. Because they, they, they did this and they didn't have their tent properly ventilated. Maybe the, maybe the heater was a little bit older and it malfunctioned somehow and one of the safe fail safes didn't go off um and there there are stories that just tear at my heart it's awful and it's it's very very sad and uh for all those reasons i would never mess with it personally and i would not um i wouldn't tell anyone to take the risk either um if you're gonna do that unzip one of the windows on your tent so you're getting enough airflow. But in my opinion, uh, if you're already doing that so you get airflow, you're going to be losing a lot of heat. And the way that, the way I, I've used gas heaters camping, and the way that I use them camping is that use it to keep your tent warm in the morning and before you go to bed. Okay, so you can crank it up, tent's nice and toasty, get your sleeping stuff all set up, Crawl in there, turn it off, go to bed. When you wake up in the morning, make sure that it's an arm's length away. So if you wake up, let's say it's whatever, 20, 30 degrees, it's cold morning. Stick your arm out into your cold tent, flip it on, lay there a little bit. Do not fall back asleep. Grab a book or something. Um, and let your tent warm up. It doesn't take long. It's a small space. It's going to be warm in a couple minutes. And then you can hop out, crawl out of your sleeping bag. It's nice and toasty, and you can get dressed. So... That's the right way to use a gas heater in a tent, in my opinion. So that's my answer to that question. That is number nine. And the last question is, uh, so why is camping better than hotels? Other thing that people are typing into Google. Why is camp? Let me see. I'm going to find out why is camping. So uh, is camping more comfortable than a hotel? No. Depends on the hotel. Dep <laughs> We generally stay in a hotel on our field trips the night before we fly out because we don't have enough time and we leave really That's early. True. We've stayed in somewhere. I would have rather been back at the campsite. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's happened before. Uh, our, our, uh, is camping more comfortable in hotels? No way. 
does camping provide an immersive uh, access that you can't get at a hotel? Yes. Yes, it absolutely does. And I think that's, that's the thing that you get when you're camping. If you're, if you're going to compare the experience of being at a campground to being at a hotel, uh, for me, that's the difference is the immersive experience in nature that you're getting camping that you don't get in a hotel. Uh, there's just something about waking up in the morning in your tent, throwing your hiking boots on, make a little bit of coffee, and you're standing at your picnic table making coffee, and the, the trail's right there, like 30 yards to the left of you. And you grab a quick bite, and you're right on the trail. Everything's like there. So it, whatever the park is, all that stuff becomes your backyard. And that's why it's so awesome to be at a campground. And that's why it's even all, it, it's amazing. That's why RVing is just as great as being in a tent. Because it, I don't care if you slept in an RV or if you slept in a tent. You open up your tent or you open up the door to your RV and that whole park is your backyard. So that's what's amazing, in, in my opinion, if you're going to compare it to um, a hotel. You got a shower, you got a nice bed at the hotel, maybe you got a hotel bar. That's fun. But you, it's a way different thing to get up at the hotel, get in the car, drive to wherever you're going than it is to crawl out of your tent, rub your eyes and like walk right under the trail. So, can, um, you, can you yell at the people to get out of your backyard? Yeah. <laughs> That's just you, camera Jeff. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. Give me a couple more years, and I'll be yelling at people to uh, to get out of my backyard. So that is the show today. If you want to see how uh, how it's going for Nick and Henry, his son, you could just hop on. Uh, take a look at the Twins game. They're, they're it, probably there. <laughs> they're probably there. It's it's going now, right, Cameron Jeff? Three ten. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the game's already going. Uh, you could just tune in and see what the weather's like. It's going to be pretty cold, but uh, they zipped home before they went to the game. We had there's no shortage of base layers for anyone who works fifty campfires. So I'm sure they are nice and toasty. Uh, I hope. interesting planned uh, this weekend no i just say have a good weekend i i, I are you telling me this thank yeah you. because you got you. You, you got so many people <laughs> you, you gotta entertain i gotta okay there we go Hit some weird things happen on this uh here okay but but yeah i have full house and i'm going roller skating tomorrow night i'm excited i haven't been roller skating in five years Five, oh, good. So you years? still have skates. I'm kind of good. I'm going to tell you that right now. I can kind of tear it up on roller skates because I grew up in a very small farm town where there was a roller skating rink about 30 miles from where we lived. And there was nothing for 50 miles from where we lived other than that roller skating rink. So uh, we used to go to lock-ins. Remember lock-ins? No, I don't. We used to do that. Some, oh, some yes, people know I what do. I'm talking about. Yes. Parents pick you up at 5 yeah, in the morning right. or 6 in the morning or something like that. Uh, so I did a lot of those. So I'm, I'm excited to see if it's uh, is it like riding a bike or sure it is. Or there's going to be crutches behind me on Tuesday. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. Maybe it's not going to go so well. But 
I'm going to give it a shot. I want you guys to have a great weekend. Get outside. Get outside. No matter the weather, enjoy the outdoors, and uh, have a good one, and we'll catch up with you next Tuesday. Clint, for campfires, I'm out. All right, what do you think? Did Clint answer your burning camping questions? If not, there's always 50campfires.com where we've got the best tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more. Be sure to visit us there. And also, don't forget to subscribe and rate the 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Podcast. We'll see you next time.